the Lifted Life Podcast. We created this show to help you live a lifted life. Today is episode 111, and today we're going to talk about numerology and other weirdo stuff. <laughs> and I'm in for a treat because I don't get this stuff at all. I, I, I always hear people talk about, oh, it's 111, make a wish. And I'm really excited to hear why people do that. <laughs> Um, why wouldn't you want to make a wish? <laughs> I take every opportunity I can to make a wish. Okay. So first of all, even calling it weirdo stuff, let's clarify. We think weirdo is a badge of honor. <laughs> Being a weirdo is your own unique flair. So no offense, of course, if we're calling you a weirdo, because we are the weirdos leading the show. Next up, I just want to clarify too that it's not just about like numerology. It's not just about astrology, which I'm not even that keen on or aware of all the ongoing. It's not even about personality type because that's another thing I've really gotten into. It's whether it's the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs or the Strength Finder or the DISC assessment. There's so many different personality tests, but that's not what it's about either. What I wanted to take a moment to talk about is this idea of if it's useful for you, then keep doing it. And if it's intriguing to you, then keep looking into it. And for me, this idea that when I see a number like 111 or 1111 or 222, which by the way, I quick... 1234. Yes. Okay. That means something too. That's also in there. So not only did I do a quick Google search to share some of those meanings, but I also have a book called Raise Your Vibration by Kyle Gray, and he walks through what some of those mean. It's not about whether that person is right or whether you believe in angels or not, or the word angel, because that's one of the things that's like your angels are present is one of the Mm -hmm. meanings of these numbers. Mm -hmm. It's not even about that. It's about... How does it feel when you think about it in that way? If you see a certain number and you're reminded that you're guided and supported, does that feel good? Or if you don't believe it and it just makes you angry, then it's probably not a useful tool for you. And for me, I do love a good sign. I love a good sign, which reminds me of the sign I asked for when we lost our schnoodle Calvin this past September. I don't even know if you know the story. Some of my stories I keep to myself because I love them and I like to have them to my own. So buckle up because I don't think you even know this. I feel like I do. (laughs) But I think it's a friend of ours story that was talking about they asked for a sign too and something about their order got messed up and they didn't get chicken or they got chicken and they didn't want it and their dog loved chicken or something like that. No, that's not my story. Oh, okay. My story was that after we lost Calvin. I said, I'll take a sign to feel that he's still with me because I miss him. Mm -hmm. And I know he's in a better place. And it was a very deep loss. And it was a very deep hurt that I was experiencing. And I decided on butterflies. And it wasn't too long, maybe within the day, that same day I saw a monarch and I was like, okay, monarchs, monarchs it is. And then all of a sudden there were dozens of and dozens of monarchs everywhere I looked, not just like a couple. It was the, they were following me on walks. They were everywhere. And it was later that day or maybe the next day that I saw that someone had announced, uh, did you see there was this momentous hatching of monarchs 
It only happens once every 100 years. And that was just the sign that I had asked for. And so I was touched by this. I was thrilled by it. Every time I saw a monarch thereafter, which this whole little phase of the monarchs lasted several days and it was Mm -hmm. super cool. And it was just very, it's a synchronicity. And as we talk about Dr. Joe Dispenza a lot, he talks about synchronicities and they're one of my favorite things because it's a reminder that we're not alone, that we are all connected and that very good forces are conspiring in our favor. And so for me, numerology and other type of signs are simply reminders because I believe one of our biggest errors as humans is that we forget what better way than to signify a few different signposts as reminders that we're loved and connected. So whether that's a heart shape, so you're on a nature walk and of course every rock and leaf and, um, what else are there? Piece of bark is in the shape of a heart and you're like, huh, See, I knew it. I'm loved and supported. Or if it's a number sign, um, whatever it is, it's this reminder. And so for me, of course, it is useful to have these different signs because I am a human and I forget. And every reminder that I can possibly get that puts me back in connection with the divine is useful and welcomed. And I encourage you to find your own reminders. This might surprise you, but as you're describing these things, I'm hearing law of attraction. What I'm looking for, I find. And I'm hearing you say all these things, like I'm doing walks, looking for heart-shaped things, and I find them this way. Is it So I could find this as being useful by saying that this is a reminder of law of attraction. So this numerology, these things, that these um, synchronicities are just a reminder of how powerful of a creator I am. Yeah. And that's fine too. Because it reminds me of when uh, you were a kid and you got a new pair of shoes and then you suddenly were drawn to everyone's shoes. You're like, look at their shoes. Well, those look like nice shoes. Ooh, they don't have nice shoes. I have nice shoes, but they don't. Of course, when you're a kid, your shoes are only nice like three days and then (laughs) they're not anymore. Until you get them out of the box. Or you think like nobody drives a purple car. And then I'm going to get a purple car because nobody drives it. And then suddenly everyone's driving purple cars because that's what you're putting your attention on. You're right. That's definitely one way to look at it. And I think another way is the idea that we are forgetful. And if we're suffering, it's because we've forgotten our connection. Yeah. I think that's how I'm finding utility for me. Because the way I've always heard it described is this this thing outside of me that's looking after me, that's taking care of me, that I know is there. And to me, that I don't find utility in that. I don't find that as useful. But hearing it this way, saying that, no, this is actually just reinforcing law of attraction, reinforcing reinforcing that you're a part of a greater good thing that's looking after you, mm-hmm. that you're actually a part of. It's not like this thing that's watching over you. Does that make sense? Or sure, however you want to. I said, that's how I, right. I'm seeing it. Let's jump in, though, to a few meanings. So one one one. 111 um, is a wake-up call to the awareness of what is going on around you. So basically, if you see 111, there's a notion that you should be paying more careful attention to your thoughts and feelings because you are bringing them to you. So I'm probably going to get there, but is 111 not the same thing as 1111? Look, Tim, I don't know, actually. (laughs) 
it's not even about what this person says 111 is about. Okay. So I've heard it said that 111 is a sign that your angels are looking after you. Okay. And for some people, they would be like, I don't even believe in angels. So mm -hmm. how is that useful to me? Mm -hmm. So instead, it's kind of like you have a little reminder that pops up on your phone. Mm -hmm. That's like, hey, check in with how you feel. Is that going to go off any second now? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> Depends how long this episode goes, but I don't think so. So same idea is that when I see 111, it's like, oh, it's not make a wish. That doesn't work for me. Make a wish. It doesn't even resonate. Now, words are signposts, but I don't just sit around and wish on things. I make them happen. So a wish feels very, oh, I sure hope it could happen. That's not for me. I about to make it happen. Would you like to watch? That's more my style. Hmm. So 111 is just a reminder for me, like that I'm a powerful manifester, that I am guided and supported and loved. But each of these meanings you can look up in different areas of what people have decided they mean. And they can mean different things. I just think it's interesting to see it. There sometimes is a, a theme or a thread, for instance, 222. Let's see, it's, um, let's see, let's see, sorry. So while you might think seeing angel numbers, so they call them angel numbers sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's a moment of synchronicity that asks for your attention when you're seeing 222. It's actually um, related to cooperation and being in harmony with yourself and with others. So maybe while 111 is about an outside force like an angel, 222 is that it's a sign that you are lined up. Why are you making that face? Because you don't believe any of it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking through when this started because we've only had digital clocks for so long. So back in the day when the sundial was like, oh, the sundial's all doo-doo-doo. Do, do. Look, 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 look. Well, they I, had other signs. That's true. Okay. That's true. Threes. Oh, threes are powerful. It's the number of the Trinity, which is symbolic of self-expression, creativity, and spiritual growth. So it's a deepening of your connection to those things. Once again. It's not about what I'm making it mean. It's about if you see a number and it makes you feel awake, mm -hmm. is it just a reminder to connect back to this? Because there's also like they say that each number has like a frequency because everything has energy. Everything. Yeah. Everything. So whether or not you believe all these things. Oh, and I did promise you one, two, three, four, which is right here in this book. Um, you might pick up on the phone at one, two, three, four, for instance, or see those numbers appearing someone else. Kyle Gray likes to call this the ladder. It represents moving up the spiritual ladder that you are making the right steps to lift your heart and energy and make a positive change in the world. So that has its own meaning too. Okay. So the idea is always, is this useful for mm -hmm. me? The answer is yes for you. Sometimes maybe not. And mm -hmm. let's even talk about that. Because yeah. getting into these other personality tests, I mentioned the Enneagram, the Myers-Briggs. There's also even the five love languages. And the idea of that is that you have a specific way or a couple of specific ways that you love to be loved and that your partner also has ways and that maybe the way you're expressing love is not their love language. Mm -hmm. So that brings me to my point of what if you're interested in this stuff and your partner isn't? Mm -hmm. Wait, that was a bad whistle. I've been working on my whistle. That's that was, better. Thank you. Um, I have video footage of me practicing my whistle. And I like to just say anything that we practice, we can get better at. And I also like to say practice doesn't make perfect, but practice makes the master. Mm -hmm. a, see how words matter to me. Mm -hmm. It's not just like willy nilly just say something. And generally, you know what I'm talking about. And I think it was Mark Twain who said, don't use the cousin of the right word 
or something. Mm-hmm. Use the right word. I butchered that quote, but words matter. Um, back to the show. What do you do if, say, you want to be digging into this stuff and your partner just doesn't care? What do you think is the right steps for our listeners who are dealing with that? Well, it has to be a utility for you. And the idea that it has to be work for your partner, too, doesn't make sense to me. If it works for you and you find value in it, use it. And I, I get you want to talk about it and if they're just like, we're talking about numbers. <laughs> that might be annoying, I guess. But I don't think they have to be into it for it to work for you. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of one of my main ahas as far as relationship goes is that we wrongly expect our significant other to be everything that mm-hmm. we want them to be. Everything that has to check all these boxes where instead we can often get those boxes checked from a best friend or a sibling or something like that. It's mm-hmm. that kind of illusion that our society gives off that your soulmate will be able to fulfill all of these needs when really that's not how it works at all. It's perfectly okay to um, have interests that your partner is not interested in mm-hmm. and still be happy together. I guess I just thought in the realm of like, for instance, the love languages, let's see if we can list them all off because we've talked about it before. <laughs> You're shaking your head. I no, don't, don't ask me any of these, I woman. Know. I don't know them. Gifts. Gifts, physical touch, um, acts of... Appreciation. No. Acts, Kindness. acts of service. Okay, stop. Okay, we're gonna have to pause the show. I have to look it up because I lost my. Okay, can I do it? No, pause the show. I'm gonna look it up. Okay, the show's not paused. She's on <laughs> high alert. You have to get this figured out. The people are on the edge five of their seats. Love. Why do you play like that? What are the five love languages? The five love. Why are you looking that up? Mm-hmm. I was thinking back to a Abraham Rampage where they were talking about, in this case, it was people that um, are finding reasons why they can't have something, probably money. That's usually what they talk about. And one was, I was born under the wrong star. Hmm. Um, one was, oh man, what was the other one? We're going to have to edit this out because I can't remember. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, back to mine. I've got the five listed out here. Words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, gifts, and physical touch. So those are different expressions. So let's say that your love language is gifts and you keep buying your spouse gifts because that's how you show them you love them, but their love language is actually acts of service and suddenly you find yourself in a kerfluffle because you keep expressing your love to them with these gifts and they keep feeling more and more annoyed by all the stuff they're getting when really all they really want is for you to show them you love them with um, an act of service mm-hmm. of some type. So that can be a real benefit of learning like these things. But also I've heard some people say that's all made up and I might just say, yes, this guy made it up, but if it's useful, you can use it. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way with these personality tests. Personally, I'm an Enneagram seven believe you're an Enneagram five, even though you probably have never taken the test. I just pegged you Mm -hmm. as one. Is it useful though? And is it useful to put yourself into a box and say, well, that's just the way I am. That's just my personality. One of my coaches, Steve Chandler continually says that that's just a silly excuse for why you're not doing something. Mm -hmm. So it, it just all goes back to, is it useful? 
for you in the moment. And it could be that at this point in your life, um, it is useful, but tomorrow you'll say, I can see how that's not as useful as I used to think it was. So it's the same way with the numbers or the other signs that you were looking for, whether it's a heart star or otherwise, um, is it useful to me? And when you answer that question, you can decide whether or not to keep on looking for those numbers or signs. Did you need to go back to what you were saying? Cause I was going to take a quick break. What I was saying before I remembered, um, before I remembered, before I remembered, it feels like a rampage. I heard Abraham give once and they were listing these reasons why someone couldn't succeed. And they were saying, I, I, I'm suffering for past things I did in my past life. I was born under the wrong star or the right star. And they went through all these things and they were saying true or not, it's irrelevant. What's relevant is what's your connection with source. How, how do you feel about yourself? What you really want to do is feel good mm-hmm. and do those things make you feel good. If they do do them. If they don't let them go. Find something that makes you feel good. So, in this case, if it makes you feel good when you see one one, you think about someone looking on your shoulder and taking care of you, you should do it if it mm-hmm. makes you feel good. Right. If it makes you freaked out, like, hey, why is this person always following around looking at me? Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't think about it. That reminds me of our daughter. Did you, do you remember with Santa Claus? Oh, yeah. She would get so creeped out. She's like, I can't go to sleep. There's going to be some guy walking around our house. I'm and like, oh, it's not really quite like that. That cracks me up. That's pretty funny. Uh, um, okay, so... I totally agree. It's about the utility of it. And it's about how you feel when you think it. Mm -hmm. And I think that feeling good is the most misunderstood component of being human because it makes us sound so selfish. But really, one of the ultimate ways that we feel good is when we are in alignment with our gifts, Mm -hmm. our abilities, our passions. And when we are doing that, we are ultimately serving the world. Mm -hmm. That's just the way it works. And so to truly pour from your cup, you have to feel good. At least it's not sustainable to feel bad and to keep doing it. Yeah, I mean, boil it down to anything you want, anything you've ever wanted. At the end, what did you want? You wanted to feel like that when you got it. Mm-hmm. That's why you did it. And, that, and to feel it now mm-hmm. is the ultimate hack. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Bifidus Mood Boost. It is our probiotic and prebiotic histamine-free formula with bifido-only bacteria. And this review was written by Barefoot Kate, and she said, five stars, great product. I have mast cell disorder, which brings with it histamine issues, so finding a good probiotic can be difficult. This is not only made in the USA, but it is dairy-free, gluten-free, soy-free, and corn-free. It is also non-GMO. It has a methylcellulose capsule for those of us who are avoiding animal products or are concerned about sources kosher. I do not react to this, nor does it add to my histamine issues, and I'm happy to have added this to my supplement routine. Cost effective as well. So thank you to Barefoot Kate. Bifidus Mood Boost is also my probiotic of choice. I take it every morning with my breakfast. Back to the show. (laughs) Okay, this week we're talking about numbers and other weirdo stuff. What do you think about the term weirdo? Do you think it's derogatory? Do you feel offended? I could see why someone might feel offended, but I do not. I think it's a badge of honor, like you said before. Yeah. It means I'm being unique. 
I mean, being uniquely myself yeah, is the way like I like it, to think of it. Isn't that, if you think about something's weird, it's not normal. Right. I don't know what the actual definition of weird is, but that's how I would define it as not normal. Right. Which I don't want to be normal. I want to be me. Mm-hmm. I want to be uniquely me. Right. I used to have a real problem with that because I was like, if everybody wants to be unique, it's kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. you think you're so special. Mm. Well, you are special. Yeah, you're everyone is. Especially yeah. you. Yeah. Your own unique flavor of you. Um, and I think that being more of yourself is what the world needs, not more of the same or more of people trying to fit in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are a lot of things. So, okay. I also wrote down astrology, which I said, not really my like thing, right. but I want to point out that um, talking about your, your sign, you're generally only talking about your, star, your sun sign, but there's also a moon sign and a rising sign. So just so you know. If the moon's in Gatorade, then what do you do? Then you... <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> so I'm not your expert on that, but I do think it's interesting. I have two children. What about you? <laughs> I also have two children. <laughs> their, their sun sign, the description matches up exactly. Yeah. And so I'm always like, oh, how'd they know? But also, and then also there's the moon which my mom always used to blame things on. Yeah, I remember. Or give credit to, it's the moon. Mm-hmm. But if it can pull like huge bodies of water here and there, then I think it could also pull some of the things we're doing because we made a water. Yeah. Um, I don't discount um, some of the things like the moon, for example. I don't discount that it has an effect on us. When it comes to free will, sometimes when I hear that stuff, it makes me think that like, nope, you're born a Capricorn or whatever it is. <laughs> you're going to do this, this, and this. Right. And I just don't buy into that. Right. I knew you didn't. And I was hoping you'd bring that up yeah. that there's other things. Um, my sister loves the pattern app. Mm-hmm. It's called the pattern. And it's like, you might be going through this and this. And I'm like in the middle. I'm like, oh, that's so right and real. And how can I bring awareness mm-hmm. to that? And she loves it. And I know you're just like not as interested. It's not my thing, but I don't really... I like to joke about it. I like to call things Gatorade and mm-hmm. all the other things, other jokes that I make. You're joking it. about retrograde, right. FYI. Because um, I think it's funny to me. But I agree with what you're saying that yeah. if it's like you open it, and it's like today's going to be a really rough day. Buckle up. <laughs> and then it's like, <laughs> well, okay, I guess so. And then the law of but, attraction says your wish is my command. Right, exactly. And you create this bad day that you've been guaranteed. But if you open up and you read it and you're like, oh, I was predestined to have a great day today. And then you look for all the things to be great about and you feel good all day. Then it worked. Then it, then it had all the utility <laughs> it needed. I think that's a valid point that when you step into your power as a creator, mm-hmm. which that's kind of what this whole entire show is all about, the Lifted Life podcast, that you can lift your vibe in your life. So I personally like to listen to Abraham and Alan Watts in the morning. That's mm-hmm. usually how I start my morning, listening to them talk. Because they remind you what a powerful creator you are. Yeah, and I feel good when I listen to them. I, I like the words they use. I like the vibration I feel when I hear that, that them, them speak about things. And I can see how this could be for someone else, the same thing for you. Do you agree that the things you listen to in the morning remind you of what you already know? Yes. Which is what this entire show is all about. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a number you're looking for or some other sign, it's coming back to what we truly and deeply know on a deeper level that, um, feeling good is natural and that, uh, we are an expression of love and 
to me, it's all about remembering that. And so whatever is good for you to help remind you of your true essence, then follow that. You know, a great exercise that um, I've done with that is just journaling. I want to remember. I want to know. And just writing that, like, I want to know. I want to remember what it's like to feel good. I want to, I want to be connected to that part of me and just kind of journaling about that right before you go to bed. Just write that down and let your dreams fill that, that gap in. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. All right, everyone. We're going to wrap this show up. We so appreciate you listening. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to pass it along to a friend. Take a moment to write a review. Uh, and we will see you next week on the Lifted Life Podcast.